0: your favorite podcast show of the week. It's Location Weekly. It's episode number 543. We're recording on November the 16th and uh, the lovely Aubrianna is here. How are you?
1: I'm good. I am uh, you know just like moving along. I can't believe that the holidays are almost here. It's crazy. Um, Pulled out a couple of Christmas decorations last night with my kids. They're very excited about that. Uh, but, you know, it's just, it's like such a busy and crazy time of year. And I'm uh, just trying to get everything done work-wise before, before we close up Q4. But I mean, moving along, I'm, I'm feeling grateful, which I should be since Thanksgiving is upon us, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, I haven't quite got into the kind of holiday Christmas spirit yet. Uh, although I was, as i was driving into the office this morning they were on the news listening to the news they had just brought the like the giant christmas tree into the city hall area that's going to be put up tonight it's a 60 foot tree
1: wow. so
0: um so we're getting there
1: yeah well i guess also just like being in new york now for the holidays like i'm very excited Rock to do uh,
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah. just
1: experience all that magic you know
0: yeah um it'll be a
1: new fun family thing for us to do and, and not as like tourists but as hey we actually live here now
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah. yeah all right well uh we've got a good show for you the usual four stories uh a range of sort of retail and tech things to talk about so i'll let aubriana start us off
1: all right let's kick it off with a story from google And they are gaining advantage in yet another sector um, with their Android Automotive Operating System or AAOS. So this is being adopted by several OEMs. And what I mean by that is like, there's a default inclusion of Google Maps um, that the platform gives like these already, you know, popular service. So many people use Google Maps, even more strategic advantage. So um, they have have, they announced, you know, at their, their um, developer conference earlier this year that the Android for cars app library, it's um, available as part of what they call jetpack. So that is supporting Android automotive operating system. So any of the OEMs, any of the car manufacturers that are incorporating this and opening this up, um, you know, and have a vehicle that has that infotainment system that has like this open capability with it, they can just, install their app onto their vehicle's infotainment system. Um, and they the Android Auto also lets uh, users connect their phone as long as it's Android 5.0 or higher to a compatible vehicle so they can display like their optimized version of Google Maps, how they have it set up, you know, their preferences and everything directly on the console. Um, so this is really, you know, this is, a uh, good, I think, in the aspect of just where we're moving with vehicles. I remember, you know, so many years ago, one of my very first early on jobs was working um, at a Cadillac and Hummer dealership. And this was back when they had, you know, the navigation was on a disc and you had to get an updated disc. And it was just like a lot of, um, you know, it was a lot of work and nothing was ever updated. You didn't have anything that was crowdsourced in terms of like traffic or anything like that. And we've come so, so far, such a long way. But I think that this is really great because having your preferences and being able to take them wherever you go, I notice a lot of times this is available and the rental cars, like if I rent a car, it's available and it's really nice. I drive an older car, so I don't have this, you know, fancy infotainment system, but it's great just to be able to plug in and everything's right there. And it's also how you set it up. Um, so i think that this is obviously a very strong move and i what i also think is interesting not sure that that uh this had anything to do with the decisions or the direction they're going but tim garcia who is now at google for google maps um, who came from here previously and you know obviously they had a lot of um, integration and worked a lot with different car manufacturing companies as, as i believe they were purchased by one or yep. acquired by one or how by
0: BMW and uh, Daimler
1: Daimler, maybe. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. So shout out to Tim, you know, friend and fellow LBMA member there, but this obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, I typically use Waze and not Google maps. I just like really enjoy that more, but you obviously have the freedom and flexibility to plug in whichever you use. And I think that this is a very natural progression for Google. It's very consumer friendly. It's what all of us want. We want to be able to have the same capabilities, the same functionality that we have on our phones in our cars without having to reset anything or do anything special. Um, so I think the uh, the idea here is right. We're not changing consumer behavior. We're just bringing it to life on a little bit bigger of a screen when you enter into that vehicle. So I think it's a good win. Thoughts?
0: Yeah, I I think it's, it's a good move for them. I think it's, you know, um, playing a little bit of catch up as well. I mean, they're it, you know, there's a lot of other players in the car navigation, you know, vehicle software space, uh, probably the biggest, a name that we don't talk about, uh, much these days, but, uh, Blackberry Canadian company here, uh, you know, once the, uh, the dominant mobile device for, for lots of people, you know, most of their business now is in car navigation, uh, software, uh, through a division called QNX, Um, and so they've got partnerships with, you know, GM and, Mercedes-Benz and Toyota, and so on, that you know they're powering sort of the underlying navigation systems that are going on there. So, I think it's 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 good for uh, for Google to kind of be in this space. Um, you know, as from a personal perspective, you know, I'm an Apple ecosystem guy, I have an iPhone, and so on. So, you know, when I get in my car, you know, it's all about CarPlay and kind of plugging into that. I also use Ways. Uh, a lot, which obviously is part of the Google, uh, you know, empire and underneath the alphabet, um, you know, infrastructure there. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's what I like about it is, is that, you know, when it comes to maps and real time updates and traffic data and those kinds of things, you know, Google's kind of, you know, got that market locked up, right? It's um, So I think if they can find a way to kind of parlay that into the OEM car space. Um, it's a good move for them and I think from a user and and consumer perspective I think the portability that you talked about of just having my settings having my you know sort of the way I you know the way I want to use it sort of uh, be portable and carry over to wherever I go I think that makes sense too so yeah I kind of like it it's good all right on to our uh, second story then, uh, Giant Food, uh, the, uh, the big uh, grocery uh, retailer, is uh, piloting a new feature um, in collaboration with a company called Flash Food. So this is a uh, digital marketplace that provides customers access to heavily discounted food, um, uh, in particular around perishable items. So we're talking about, you know, fruit and meat and dairy and, you know, bakery items and things that, you know, they the expire or go back and so they're uh, testing out this uh, sort of mobile app type of uh, framework where you know they can push out deals and offers on on things that are you know going soon soon to be expired and you can kind of come in and get these discounts uh, and you know at the same time they don't have to throw it out right so it kind of serves two purposes right it's you know, uh, making a little bit of, of revenue on stuff that you know they otherwise would be throwing out, giving consumers you know sort of um, a mobile real time visibility into what's available and access to that um, around them. They're piloting this right now at uh, I think three stores, um, in uh, two in Maryland uh, and one in Virginia, and um, yeah, it's it's. I don't have a lot more to say about it, but uh, it's. It's pretty straightforward, but I like it. it it's uh, you know anything like this that to me is like, you know, keeping things out of the garbage or the re, uh, recycling bin. Um, you know, generating a little incremental revenue for, for the retailer, and helping people find stuff that they, they want or can use, you know, that night or in the next day or two, um, you know, at a lower cost. I, I think it's win win win. What are your thoughts?
1: No, I completely agree. I think this is a great story. Um, You know, Giant is something, it is up here in the Northeast. I know that my uh, mother-in-law in in Pennsylvania shops there a lot. And um, it's great to see this. I do think there's so much food that goes to waste. And not only is it just sad because there's so many people who really do need food, uh, but I do love the idea that it is like, okay, you can get something discounted. Perhaps I just need something for today, for dinner tonight, and I can use it right away and I don't have to pay full price. And um, you know, perhaps it helps people who who need that extra little bit of savings as well. And, you know, even here and in I'll speak for the US, but even here in the US, I know that there are kids who, you know, don't get a lot to eat perhaps on the weekends when they're not getting food from school or um, you know they just don't get the access to the type of uh, sustainability that they really need you know from a nourishment perspective and i think that this is wonderful um you know kind of a step in that direction as well as you know i know there's lots of supermarkets who uh, perhaps you know donate or just give their food away if it's going to go bad or expire at a certain point in time but i think that this is great um, just making it, you know reducing that waste making it good for the community helping people maybe who need that extra savings and and good for the environment as well so like the story
0: yeah and the fact that they're doing it with an app so you can kind of like just search to see what's there uh you buy it directly through the app pay for it through the app and like your order's placed and you just go and pick it up too right so there's that convenience factor too of i don't have to like at my local grocery store um you know they don't have this obviously but there's always this kind of like uh, moving cart on wheels that just has all the sort of perishable items that they're discounted down 50% or whatever but you've got to go in there and see what's there and see if if it's something you want or not right and where, where is this like I can just search see what's around me near me maybe make a decision on what I'm making for dinner that night based on that you know and, uh, and just have it all bought paid for and just pick, go pick it up so I like it
1: yes for sure Um, Okay, so speaking of apps, let's go to another app now from a retailer, Lowe's. They are launching a room scanning tool in their app, and uh, the feature is going to be called Measure Your Space. So this will provide room scanning capabilities, um, measurement and estimate tool. So, um, you know, this is part of what they're calling spatial commerce. Um, So it's part of their vision for what they want to kind of merge into looking to launch uh, Q1 of next year. And they're going to make this only available via iOS, which I find a little bit interesting. So um, iPhone 12 Pro Max, iPhone 13 Pro Pro Max and iPad Pro users. So um, I don't have any of those new iPhones, actually, so I would be uh, not be able to use this. Uh, But, you know, they're starting with flooring, which they say is like one of the most popular um, home improvement projects that that happen. Um, uh, Roughly five million people a year take on flooring. Carpeting, paneling projects. Uh, So they want to start to start with this, you know, kind of dip their toe in the water, and then they want to expand to things like visualizing those floor changes in real time, um, you know, and then also working with other smartphones and devices. Which I do again, I find this very interesting that they decided to roll out only with iOS, only the newer versions. Obviously, possibly from a share of wallet, those are the consumers who spend the most that have those uh, devices but also I think they're just really missing out on a a big, uh, you know, a big piece of the market. Um, But they're going to, uh, you know, make this available so you can just access the feature by there's like a measure your space beta button that's going to be available there. Um, And then you can just scan the room and get this like generated floor plan that you can see, get the room measurements, personalized estimates, all of those things. But Um, you know, what they talk more about at a higher level is just continuing to invest in these emerging technologies like LiDAR, AI, mixed reality. You know, we're seeing a lot of companies do this. We've seen Amazon do this with visualize this in your room, picture this in your room. Um, You know, we've seen Ikea do things like this, like, so you can kind of get the idea of, of shape, size, does it fit with your other decor? And I think this is just a natural progression of that. I am surprised that this type of a feature and offering does not already exist. Uh, you know, home improvement stores like Lowe's and Home Depot get a you know very generous amount of their revenue from home improvements, whether that's through their like DIY you know stuff or through um, you know general contractors coming in and purchasing things there, as well as um, you know their their specific like consultation where you can go through them and and just you know build everything out and have somebody visualize it there in the store. So. I'm surprised it's taken them so long to get here, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is definitely a natural progression what they should be investing in.
0: Yeah. I, I, so, you know, the fact that it's only iOS, I think is, is, is interesting, um, you know, for a couple of reasons. So, so first of all, the latest iOS devices, the ones that you, you mentioned are, Currently, the only de- devices that support uh, lidar, right? So that's you know you can't do this without the lidar, uh, which is light detection and ranging technology. Very big topic these days in the world of mapping and 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 remote sensing. It's very popular in you know a lot of you know uh, archaeology now is is all using lidar where they go and they scan like a the desert and they see things underneath using you know sort of it, it uses lasers and bouncing light off things and kind of measuring you know from that perspective so um, so the new I, iPhones have uh, lidar uh, sensing capabilities built into them uh, that's one of the things that came out in, in the latest uh, uh, iPhones and so I'm not sure where the Google devices are on that but I don't think that they've got that at the moment. Uh, it's also becoming something that's very uh, big in uh, um, augmented reality use cases, and kind of linking the lidar pieces to to AR. Um, so I think this makes sense, and I think it's, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more, um, you know, applications going into the next year uh, that are able to leverage that, you know, that that sensing capability, right? So. But, you know, Lowe's has always been at the forefront of, you know, uh, pushing these kinds of, of technologies, you know, either, you know, in their app, you know, that you can use in store or while you're at home to, you know, visualize paint colors or visualize, you know, in this case, you know, your, your floor um, and, and measure that out and get, you know, understand what it's going to look like. So. I think it makes sense, right, people, uh, if you're doing home improvements or you're a contractor or whatever, you know, you, um, these are useful tools uh, to you to, you know, sort of make your, your life a bit easier, right, and and uh, and at the end of the day, if you can then convert that through the app into purchasing uh, the materials that you need, then uh, all the better for, for companies like Lowe's. So, yeah, I think it's good. All right. On to our uh, final story now. So Amazon uh, and in particular their Alexa platform is doing some interesting things. Uh, so they've got a um, uh, a platform called uh, Alexa Smart Properties. And so this is a division of, I guess, Alexa that kind of goes in and works with uh, different uh, building owner operators, um, and in particular, they're running a project right now in a series of hospitals and assisted living homes. And so, the idea is is that you know, let's say you're a senior citizen, you're a resident in a home, or you're a patient in a hospital. Uh, you have an Alexa, you know, on your bedside table. Um, that's, you know, every, every room, every bed, uh, you know, in these properties is equipped with, you know, the, this kind of thing. And it's all about, uh, making, uh, connections and communication easier, both for staff as well as for the residents and their families. So, you know, think about just being able to reach out to your loved one, you know, from home, talk to them over, you know, uh, over the Alexa device, um, or them being able to call for something they need, it, you know, like instead of having the old buttons that we have in the hospital, you know, I, I need help right now, you know, you can call out using voice commands um, and things like that. So there's, there's a lot, I think, of value in, in this type of, of service, you know, being able to reach out to family and friends, um, being able to, um, you know, just stay connected with people. And then from a staff perspective, too. Uh, You know, they're using this to uh, make announcements, uh, you know, across the entire home or or hospital or property, you know, broadcast type of announcements, um, you know, check in on people, uh, send direct audio messages like voicemail, you know, to individual uh, things, um, you know, prompt people to take their medication, you know, all kinds of things like that that can be done Um, and, uh, you know, not necessarily having to do everything sort of in-person physically, which, you know, maybe there's a downside to that too, you know, you know, having that, you know, sort of personal care, I think is important, but if you can sort of facilitate more, um, you know, more a higher frequency of engagement and communication and connectivity in the home and out of the home or in the hospital or out of the hospital with family and friends and so on, then uh, I really like this. And I, I, I see a huge, huge market for this type of uh application uh and in particular for something like uh, amazon alexa what are your thoughts
1: yeah i have so personally i have like this love hate relationship with those devices which i won't say the name because then it will you know start chiming in here but i think that this application is wonderful and as someone you know with a grandparents who are really at that age that they should be going into assisted living uh, homes, very much so, but are, you know, very stubborn and, and don't want to do that. I think that even at home in their household, this would be really, really beneficial, just being able to set up those reminders for them. And, um, you know, and just make sure, like you said, remember to take your medicine at specific times and, and remember uh, certain appointments and just those types of reminders that they need uh, would be really, really helpful. I I do find it really, it's, it's like kind of bittersweet because it is heartbreaking to see the you know people that you love around you aging, but it's really nice to know that there's technology that can help them. But occasionally, my grandmother will call me and ask me again, like, "What's the phone's name? What do I need to say again?" I'm like, "It's Siri, Nina." And so I will. I had like taped even to the back of her iPhone. You know, this is what <laughs> you need to say. Hold yeah. <laughs> down this button when you see the bubble. Say this. To say Siri, call up Brianna, and I'll right. help you, you know. So it's really funny, but I think that something simple where they can ask questions and those types of tools, um, you know, are, are amazing. And so, being able to continue to offer these types of services, we talk about these types of things, you know, whether it's helping uh track people with dementia, you know, through just their sneakers or soles of their yeah. sneakers and and little things like this is just it's such a great. Um, implication of technology and one of those things that is really is very valuable and I think it also gives back to the dignity of uh, the aging community right where they don't feel like they maybe need to be taken care of all the time but now they just have simple reminders and it's like nobody has to tell them that face to face so perhaps it gives them a little bit um, you know more of confidence um, and feeling less burdensome so I think that that's a a win-win here.
0: Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Four stories. Um, you know, Alexa helping out uh, as it does. And uh, a bunch of retail app uh, announcements there. And, and good stuff from Google, too. Uh, moving into OEM automotive navigation. So thank you for listening and watching, everybody. This has been episode number 543 of Location Weekly. i Have a great rest of your week. Everybody else, you too. And we'll see you next week. We'll you.